Hello and welcome to the Halloween special. Oh, I hope everyone out there is having a good night and is strapped in for a good time. So let's have a quick look before we get into all the formals and let's see who is joining us. Alrighty, who we got here? We got Julie. Thank you for joining us, Julie. And Heather. Oh, thank you for joining us again. Oh, and Houston, Texas, Dave, all the way from Texas in USA. Thank you. Nice and early in the morning for you. Hopefully there's no hurricanes this time. That'd be great. And Lainey joining us on, on YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Chook and Chunk. Joe, welcome, welcome. Elizabeth, hello. Oz Fox, all the way from Victoria. Thank you for joining us. Ooh, that's right. Tank Engine. Thank you for joining us, Thomas. Enjoy having you here. So as you can see, I have been shot tonight multiple times, <laughs> but uh, I have risen from the dead and I am here to do the show. So hopefully you all enjoy. Who else have we got here? Hiking with Ben. Welcome and hello. Thank you for joining the program. You have joined us on a very fun-filled night. Hopefully you enjoy yourselves here. All right. So let's get started, guys, and uh, we'll get into this fun, fun, fun show. All righty. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, geocachers and mugglers, welcome to the Geocaching Down Under podcast. Uh, so welcome everyone to the live show. Hello chat room. Thank you for joining us. Uh, feel free to chat and uh, give us your questions and suggestions in the chat room. We'd love to see your interaction. Welcome to the replay viewers and listeners. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this podcast is just a little bit different to the usual, so it should be a bit of fun. Uh, but that in mind, it is still a PG show, so please keep that in mind when you are commenting. We do have a fiendishly harsh moderator in the background, so if there is any rising spirits from the dead, you will be booted back to whence you came. So keep that in mind. Uh, we also have another winner for the GDU calendar photo of the month, so stay tuned for the announcement at the end of the show. We're also going to check out what's happening around Australia and NZ. There has been a few delays and uh, postponements, so I will be giving you an update on those. Uh, we also have another two prizes, thanks to John and Di, our friends and our sponsor at geostuff.com.au. That will be drawn at the end of the show, so please stick around for that. Uh, very exciting. If you've seen on the socials, you'll see what those prizes are. Very exciting. Thank you to our Patreons and a special thank you to Lainey at LK Consulting Group for the marketing, mentoring and the coaching program. Uh, this show tonight was actually her idea. So thank you very much for the uh, genius idea there. Big shout out to geostuff.com.au who are our sponsors. They do provide us with prizes each month. You guys are legends. Thank you very much. Also, shout out to my mum. She does support some of the cost of the show. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. Tonight, we will be talking about night caches, Halloween-themed caches, and just general spooky experiences while caching. So if you've got a story or some little quick anecdote or even a favourite nighttime geocache, please pop it in the chat. I will try and get to them as we go. Interesting fact, though, uh, did you know that there is 181 night caches in Australia? So you should be able to find one. There might be one near you. Shouldn't be too far to go for an extra spooky caching, geocaching Halloween this year. Hopefully you all have a ghoulishly delicious drink and snack handy. Hopefully you're all settled in your favourite chair or snuggled up in bed to enjoy the show. You might be under the covers for this one, but let's see. So let's get this show started. 
Now it's time for some news. <laughs> Hopefully that has not scared the children away. <laughs> so let's get started with the Aussie and the NZ event news. So first cab off the ranks is Geocaching Victoria, the Wangaratta event that has been moved from the 13th and 14th of November this year. It has been moved to January next year, the 15th and 16th. So it is GC8EW45. GC8EW45. So that one has been moved from November this year to the 15th, 16th of January next year. So it's still going ahead, just moved a little bit later for us. Hopefully a few more of us can get there in January. Next cab off the rank in January is the NZ Mega. So that was booked for 2020, then moved to 2021, and now it has been postponed again to 2022. So fingers crossed things are looking good, uh, and that will be held in Auckland on the 22nd of January next year, and that one is GC8777. Sign up to their newsletter if you'd like to see all the latest news and uh, so you know what's going on with that one. After January, the next big event that will be on is the Cash Queensland Mega. That's going to be in Townsville. So last year it was in Debra. Next year it will be in Townsville. That's going to be the 16th of April, 2022, GC9BVWD. That one there, GC9BVWD. That one's in April over Easter again on the 16th of April. Hopefully a few more restrictions will be lifted and a few of us interstate people can get to that one, that uh, beautiful part of the country there, that one. Following on in June will be Western Australia Goes Big. So that's going to be held in Bunbury and that one is GC9F6KC, GC9F6KC. That's going to be held on the 4th and 5th of June next year. Uh, and that'll be in Bunbury. Now, another postponement is the big one, the Going 8 Mega, the HQ Celebration and the Geo Woodstock. They're all held in Canada and America. They have been postponed until next year. So it was going to be August this year, uh, but that has been postponed again until 2022, probably around the same time. But keep your eye on socials and newsletters to see exactly what's going on with that one there. So that is all of the event news that I have at the moment, uh, but feel free to write in and tell me if there is another major event going on. So we'll move on now to the souvenirs. So the Wonders of the World, that is still available to the best of my knowledge. That is still running. You can still uh, collect your souvenirs for the Wonders of the World. And then after that... So we just had International Earth Cash Day as well. So that was the 9th and 10th of October. Hopefully you all got your souvenir for that one. This isn't the souvenir, but International Earth Cash Day, that was the 9th and 10th of October. Go out and find an Earth Cash. Hopefully you logged one and got your souvenir. If not, there's always next year. <laughs> uh, season 2 of the CETO, CITO, however you want to pronounce it, that has started. That's running between September and November. Just need to attend a CITO event if you can to get that souvenir. And then that is it for souvenirs at this stage. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, there is uh, the GC8 NEAT. That is still going. That's the locationless cash. 
just need to show how you have improved an area. So picking up trash, removing graffiti, planting trees, things like that. Uh, just show that you've tidied up an area. You can log that one online. And the other souvenir challenge that's running at the moment is reach the peak. Now I am doing atrociously bad at this one because it is um, you need points for this one and I have not found many caches to get many points. I did get a couple for International Earth Cache Day, which gave me a base camp for Elbrus, which is that top one there. Elbrus we're up to. Yes, so if you're uh, having trouble getting out and about, that one is a bit tricky to get for everybody. But that is it. Okay, so moving on from there, next we have our geocaches of the month for Geocache New South Wales Cache of the Month. A little bit old, but August was a uh, burden of Sisyphus. Sisyphus? 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 Yeah. G-C-H-Y-X-X-H, burden of Sisyphus. That was by Sui01. So that one is a multi with difficulty five, and that one is located near Yass in New South Wales. And then the only other geocache of the month that I could find uh, that has been updated is Western Australia. So for July, the geocache of the month was Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and that was GC5P5KX, and that was by Stam Stars. And then also for South Australia... We have Geocache of the Month for South Australia for August. That one was not one in particular, but Zytherin's puzzles. So all of their puzzles, they're really tricky. Some, they range from real easy right up to very, very, very tricky. Uh, so they have recognised Zytherin's puzzles. So not one to find, but all of them. So good luck. Some of them are very, very challenging. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the show tonight. So I am Purple Cash Eater, and tonight I am joined by Kitty Catch, and we'll be discussing discussing Halloween-themed caches, night caches, and just general spooky caches. So if you have any questions or suggestions of good spooky or night caches, put them into the chat, and I will try to get them displayed on the screen. So let us welcome now Kitty to the stream. There she is. Hello, Kitty. Welcome. Hey there. How are you, terri I'm great. How are you going? Um, really good, really good. Ready to uh, discuss spooky, creepy night caches. Excellent. And you haven't been shot in the face, so that's a good haven't been. No. <laughs> I don't have any spooky outfits, so you have to take uh, me as a... No, we will do that 100%. Tell us all about the spookiness as well. <laughs> so thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, so people who are new to geocaching, let me just quickly explain. A night cache is... Well, basically the clue is in the title, but it's a cache that can be done during the day but is best attempted at night or it can only be attempted at night. So sometimes you can do them during the day, but 90% of the fun is doing them up at night time. So, Kitty, if you don't mind, can you tell us about some of your nighttime or Halloween-themed caching adventures? Sure. Uh, well, I think some of the, the best spooky caches I've um, done were the uh, Dwarf Exploders caches in the ACT. Lots of you might have had a chance to do those while attending the Clearwater's Mega Event. We put some tours out there for the Trail of the Damned and the Nightmare yes. series. Yes. Um, large spooky creations put out on the trail. They're large, live, large, enormous spiders and life-size zombies, spooky creatures, putting your hand in a bucket of slime to get out oh. the uh, log book, all sorts of crazy, goofy, fun stuff. 
But he, he's put out a whole bunch of, unfortunately, these trails got um, burnt out in last year's fires. Oh, okay. But, but uh, that's one of the caches he's put out in one of the suburbs of ACT. And although it's not a night case, you don't have to do it at night. I think it would be a really fun one to do with yes. a torch and your kids and you find um, if you find a really spooky creation always with dwarf exploding sun. Yeah. Puts a lot of effort into his caches. But for night caches, I think one of the best ones I did was at uh, the Murray Bridge Mega many years ago. They had a drop bears, vampirous and zombats night cache that was part of their mega experience. Oh, that's great. You wandered around our woodland um, and they'd put teddy bears up in the trees, but they'd, they'd um, and the reflectors were their eyes, like they had red demon eyes and fangs oh. for vampires and um, drop bear looking teddy bears, really creepy, crazy that's stuff. That's creepy, yeah. Yeah, and you followed those reflectors around till you found uh, the final location. That that was a really cool one as well. So I mean, uh, I've had a night cache uh, in the in the past, and I've had to since adapt it a little bit because you know it's not all clear sailing on a cursed pirate ship with night with night caches. Let me tell you. So um, I had one that had like the UV pen, and then you needed the UV light to read it. And over time, you know, the UV pen ink. Um, so night caches can be a bit more high maintenance than other regular caches. Have you found that? Yeah, I found that too. The reflectors lose, they fall off or they lose, you know, they peel off. Sometimes the reflector strip peels off or the fire tacks just fall out um, or even just vegetation covers them over so they're hard to spot. Yeah. Uh, so they often do need to be checked quite uh, regularly. And I mean, people will put in a needs maintenance. I think it'd be really important if you're putting them out too that you get somebody to uh, get your mates to do a walkthrough with some friends to check it out because you don't want to be sending people out into the dark to find that it's not working, that you messed it up somehow. So it'd be a really good idea to uh, get it tested out properly before you publish it. Yeah, that's a good idea actually, yeah. Always fun to test out a friend's uh, night cache. <laughs> and I think too, be careful, don't, don't put it near cliffs and barbed wire oh. and maybe yeah, some dangerous locations stuff. yeah you've got to be mindful of that sort of stuff too don't you yeah i think so so there's not quite a bit more to think about with a night cache than just a standard cache yeah sort of just stick to something with a, a decent trail that people can follow yeah or let people know i mean up the terrain but you've got to let people know and so that if there's going to be stuff that they need to contend with that they know they can be able to cope with it yeah that's right uh, nothing like getting stuck on a barbed wire fence while stumbling around in the dark. <laughs> and not too, not too near to houses either because, you know, you can freak people out and you end up, you know, the police coming to check on you. So. Yeah, that's a, that's another big factor. And you often see that in the case description, you know, to keep your torches down at certain places or um, yep. be ready with a good explanation of what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and, like, it's always a good idea to go in a group too, isn't it? Yeah, often you find that the megas will will organise a um a night cache, or they'll put some out specifically for for the event, some new ones or something. Some of my best times at megas have been um, doing the night caches in a big group. So you all get together and stumble around in the dark. That's a good way to make new caching buddies. But if you're going to do night caches, if you if you're aware that it's a night cache, sometimes you don't even realise until you get there and you 
find out that there's a, more to do. So good idea to read the case description thoroughly and make sure you know what you're up for. Absolutely. Bring yeah, right. it, get your torches and headlamps or even some good yeah. shoes because when you're tramping around in the dark, it can be. Yes. You know, don't go out with thongs and a pen light, probably. Isn't it? Can't quite see what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. Generally. How did you want to find it anyway? <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so I've been dogged in here. Um, so my night cash is, well, it's Halloween themed and it's all around the movie uh, Hocus Pocus from 1993, the Disney movie, because I just love that movie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so it's, it's three stages, so you've got to answer three questions. So basically you get to stage one. And you have a question and it's got three potential answers and every answer has a different set of coordinates. So if you get it wrong, you go to the wrong place. And then there's another container that says, you know, uh -uh, you got it wrong. Go back, try again. All right. And then so that's three stages of that. And then it sends you to the final and it's, it's in a uh, cemetery. It's a bit out of town too. So there's no one nearby. So if anyone screams or squeals, it won't disturb anybody. Yeah. It was quite fun putting together a themed geocache and having the page there and all of that like that, you know. Yeah. Fun. There's such a wide variety of uh, of night caches, you know, both in, you know, different types, trads, multis, virtuals, all together, you know, as well as different themes and everything. Yes. Yep, that's right. Hi, Riblet. Thanks for joining us tonight. That's awesome. Thank you for being here. Darren, Darren uh, was just out at the uh, Queensland Outback Geocaching Muster. He's a fun drive in the bush. Four by four night cache. <laughs> Sounds a bit adventurous, four by fouring overnight. Uh, Roddy would have put a good one together, I bet. That's right. Yeah. Roddy and his mates anyway. Yes. What a shame we didn't get to that one. Never mind. I know. It was looking like a good one too. Yeah. Hi, Benj. Welcome for joining us. Thank you for joining us tonight. And Chris, thank you, Chrissy. Thank you for joining us. Yes, spooky greetings to you too. Oh, I um, I actually came across a cache when I was doing some research, and I don't know how they did it, but it's a um, it's a where I go, and they've loaded the cartridge so that it it only works between six p.m. and six a.m. So you can only do it over night time. I thought that was clever. Yeah. I didn't know that they could do that, but the, you never know what you're going to get with a where go either, so, you know. True, clever true. Stuff. Clever stuff. Well, who knows if it's actually true or whether they just say that on the page so that everyone follows the rules, but if they have done it, I thought that was very clever that uh, they yeah. set it up. There was, some, there was some chat around the place too about adventure labs and night caches, whether that would be something that might be possible. I don't know if anyone in the chat room's done a, an adventure lab um, at night, but... I think the thing that will limit that is the fact that you can't have anything physical that you need to look for. So you couldn't use UV light or, you know, it has to be something there that perhaps you could only see at night or I don't, I don't know how you would do it. But if anybody in the chat's done one, maybe they could let us know, Terry Ann. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great because, I mean, I'm only aware of Adventure Labs during the day. Yeah, I mean, you can do them at night, but something yeah. that with, with a night spooky focus would be a lot of fun. It'd be interesting to know if you could set it up that way or whether they want it to be available 24-7. Yeah. Or how you would limit it so that people could only do it at night. Mm -hmm. there Sheridan from Queensland, she said there is a nocturnal, a night where I go in Brisbane, Northside. 
That might be worth checking out if you can get into Queensland. Yeah, that's right. Well, driving from here, you probably get there at night time anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I do know um, you did a bit of research for me today, so thank you for that. Um, the highly favourited geocaches um, around Australia. Speaking of Queensland, I know there is a popular one up there called Chase After Tinkerbell. That looks like a good one for kids. Has it got a? Yeah, it's got a kids attribute. It's recommended for kids. Fun. It's fun. So that and one's by Tinker Prime. Difficulty two, terrain two. Looks like a just to follow the reflectors kind of one, but it's probably cutesy with that, and the kids would really enjoy that. It's so exciting whenever the you know any geocaching kids get a chance to go out at night with torches, let alone look and find a cage. Uh, it's magic stuff, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Not too scary, too. No. Well, it's nice. Pixie dust and all sorts of things, which would be nice. So, I mean, it must be pretty good. It's got a 67% favourite rate, so, and it's a decent-sized container, regular. And it's an oldie. It's been around since 2012, so. See, and I, I think sometimes the older night caches have been set up well so that they that you know that they're, Whoever set them up have um, put in place things that will hopefully last. Mm. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's just really hard to maintain them. Yeah, that's right. Oh, there we go. Um, Elizabeth in the chat room, on Facebook. She said, "There's a where I go night cash. Also starts about 9 p.m. in Cranbourne, uh, and you drive up Bunyip State Forest. Okay, so it's a where I go that you can't start until 9 p.m. So it must be programmable that you can do that. That's pretty cool." Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can put in where it goes. I'm, I didn't, I wasn't aware that it was time was one of them, but I'm sure that could be part of it. So they say that's with the um, highly favoured ones, uh, most favoured in across the states. It's a wide range. There's a trad, uh, a couple of puzzles. Some of the puzzles you need to solve before you head out. So there's a puzzle component first, and to get you to the starting point. Mm -hmm. This uh, one's a virtual. Oh, that one's a virtual. I love the poem in that one. Uh, if you scroll down. Oh, I'll scroll down. Hang on. <laughs> when the sun shines at your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a glowworm. A glowworm's never glum. Because how can you be grumpy when the sun shines out your bum? <laughs> so that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, that's fun. So that's uh, that's got a lot of favourite points, that one. 71 and at... Um, 60%, so that's good. That's good. Where is that one? That's the one in Victoria, Colac. So they've got a few done in Victoria, haven't they? They do, yeah. <laughs> got a wide range of caches. Northern Territory only had has the two, uh, and neither have any favourite points, so... Oh, okay. One's in Arnhem Land, though, and a bit hard to get to, I imagine. But say, yeah, probably not very high traffic. No. No, you've got to get a special permit to get out there. Um, Follow the Path is another one in Darwin, and um, I was in Darwin earlier this year and it didn't even cross, because it's got no favourite points, it just didn't come up in any of my lists as something that I could look at look at and do. So the, the one with the most favourite points is in South Australia, the Gawler Fort Knox one. 
303 favorite points and also um, winner for best multi-cache 2015 and best overall cache 2015. So that's some pretty high credentials. It must be in Gawler, I imagine. The name gives it away a little. The name sometimes does. Oh, a yeah. oh yeah, wow, 300. 97% favorite rate. I had a bit of that's a, a a multi and i had a bit of a look at it. i'm not sure what you need to do for that one so it's a bit of a mystery as well okay sometimes you've got to just get in there and, and give it a go and see what what happens next yeah that's right after the adventures but um we were planning to go to gawler this year we were mm. towards that direction so that might have been one that we could have had a bit of fun with on our drive through yes taking the long way home yeah so that's the highest in in um in australia oh, okay. 2015 put out by gem asterisk asterisk gem asterisk asterisk doesn't ring a bell with me but that's fine. oh there you go sheridan from queensland she says she's done fort knox and it's fantastic i had a look at the most favorite uh, night cache in the world as well terry ann oh yes yep it's in germany i don't know how to say this word Os Osnabrück. The translation is the Island of the Dead Dolls. Oh, that sounds pretty scary. <laughs> and I just flicked through the logs, and I think you have to take a doll and deposit it. So you might, maybe you go into a room and it's full of spooky dolls. I don't know. But it's got uh, 2,459 favourite points. It must be pretty good. It's been out since 2012. Okay, another oldie, yeah. Yep, so 62% on the favourite points, which is good for one that old yeah and the guy says no pictures so there's oh. nothing, in the, nothing in the gallery to spoil it which is that's pretty cool you don't yeah. want to know what you watch it sometimes that was a real spoiler isn't it when you know what True. you're going to be seeing yeah that was a bit hard to translate that one he's got a big thing in the middle that i i had a bit of trouble translating okay but you think you've got to take a doll and leave it there i think so just reading through the logs Add that into your package and into your luggage and explain it, hey? All <laughs> <laughs> those creepy-looking dolls. Capitated doll with blood on its face. Oh, Western Australia, there was uh, actually a difficulty four, so, and that was a mystery. Right, yeah. They um, Some of the puzzles look a bit tricky. The same with this Victorian one, Black Ops. Oh, you're looking at Western Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, Western I'm looking Australia. at Western Australia, the Serpentine Shipwreck Puzzle. 2024, 22 and a half, 22 and a half, 82 percent favourite rate. There's not a lot on that page, is there? Yeah. So I suppose if you solve the puzzle, it's a, what is it, a difficulty for? So have a go at solving the puzzle and hopefully the there's a checker. Maybe the checker will give yes. you more information or because it doesn't have much in the attributes either. Just it's available 24-7 and recommended for kids. Okay. Maybe not the puzzle side, but maybe the finding side. <laughs> yeah. It does look tricky. Just seeing that um, skeleton, I, I did a really cool case when I was in the States where we um, ended up on an island and we followed these, it was somebody's property or something, we followed these graves and there was skeletons and things hanging in trees and... Yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty cool case as well. I gotta say, anything where people put in that extra effort with all the props and things, you know, yeah, it's always it, good fun. 
bit of extra effort, yeah, can really go a long way. So. That's for sure. With the reflectors, Thomas, so, um, I, I just went to um, Bunnings and got some. I haven't tried them out yet, though, so if anybody else in the chat can say which reflectors work well. If you put them up, put it out, Thomas, we'll test it out for you. Yeah, that's right. I've um, found the fire tax to be um, pretty good. Yeah. The triangular ones and even the square ones. Um, do you I've use just a, one or do you put them in a group? Uh, just one along the trail and then group them in a group of three or four, like in a line or a triangle or something to uh, to signal that you're at the actual final location. I found yeah. it to be pretty good. People do different things like that. Sometimes they do like, you know, they might say in the description, if you see red ones, you turn left or you see yeah. or keep going or follow three sets of red ones and turn left at the blue or something. So yeah. th there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah, that's right. At Sananad, they put out a few um, night caches where they were on. Um, they, had, they had cutouts of large sheet metal objects. Oh, so, oh, okay, then. Yep. And then they just put strips of reflectors on that to help with the design. And they yeah. were so easy to place. Yes. Right, because you don't have to rely on a tree or, or some sort of structure being there to plug things into. They could yes. just place these sheet metal, quite a big size sheet metal thing. And um, that worked really well. Did a big loop following these things around. and that, That'd be good. If you, like, you could hook it over a branch too so that way you're not harming any trees or things like that too. Yeah, yeah, and much easier to maintain. You just pick it up and walk away That's rather right. than... yeah. Because, yeah, Thomas, they do fall out eventually and they sometimes rust, you know. The spikes aren't terribly long. They're only maybe a centimetre or so long. So you, know, you can't push them in a great deal. So anchoring them down can be difficult. The DTY reckons that reflective tape. Yeah, and they have that stickable, you know, adhesive reflective tape, which is... Yes, put that on a, a piece of metal or wood or something. That would... Yeah. Your lace stick and bicycle wheel reflectors. I reckon you'd see them from Mars. <laughs> yeah. Pretty right. And Houston, he likes seeing uh, animals while night caching. They're not dangerous ones. What do we got here? J.K. Courts. The spookiest caches we did were at the ruins of the former Morissette Hospital for the criminally insane. Sadly, no caches showing up on the site now. It is in a fairly isolated area of bushland. There. I know there used to be one there. Uh, near the ruins, um, but yes, I think they've all been archived, unfortunately. But yes, that's got quite the history that place. And um, ah, Sandy's got a, a tip there. We also use the reflective slap bands. You know the ones you slap around your wrist. And yeah, you could just hook them over a branch or something. Yeah, I, I like the ones in the bush where you go wandering around. The well, there's quite a few, isn't there, in um, on urban paths and things like that, which work quite well as well. I've thought about putting one out, but it's. I know that DTY and Aquilus put out ones for the Clearwaters Mega, which were very successful, and that was through some pretty scrubby bush. Yeah. But we all managed to get to the end one way or another. <laughs> Follow the uh, Geo Trail. The best bit about a night cache is waiting in, in lurk for your friends and then jumping out and skiing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hide behind a tree or a bush or something. Yeah. Grab a leg. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll hear the screams, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea, Houston. An escape room geocache. 
I mean, they're practically a ginormous geocache anyway. It's just you don't get to sign a logbook. Yeah, you could make it as scary as you like, couldn't you? You could make sounds and lights and projections and all sorts if you were really clever. Sue B reckons there was quite a few good night caches at St. Arnold's. Yeah, hopefully they will be at Wangaratta. They've got the probably have a different team working it, but mm. it's always a good fun. You always yeah. meet new people at these uh, mega event night caches. You do, and I like that they try and cater for, like, all different types of caching, you know, all yeah. sorts. Anything you can think of, they've usually got something covered. So. Yeah, the virtual, in, uh, I, I don't think I've ever done a virtual night cache. That was an interesting one. That would be interesting. Let's, let's go to Tasmania. We come in peace. The themes are great too, aren't they? I mean, they spooky, are. aliens. Yeah. And it can be movies because there's millions of movies that are scary or. Yeah or something like that. I mean, a Ghostbusters one would just be fantastic. I just read in the chat room. Lainey, yes, we did get a, a, a chase by an aggressive kangaroo while we were doing the Morissette Hospital. <laughs> that was a while ago now, but <laughs> we thought it was a zombie kangaroo, but that's all right. <laughs> Made it out alive. Um, one in Tasmania's got 24 favourites, 31% rate, regular size. Difficulty two and a half, terrain two and a half, multi cache, which can be fun, especially over night time. They mustn't do a lot of them down there. This one's been out since 2008. Oh, wow. God, that's another good one for you, Jasmine Grid. Yeah, so get the oldie, get a multi, some more attributes if you don't have them. Zoom out and find out where this Oh, it's just south of Hobart, so that's not too yeah. bad. So that would be, I think, if, again, like I said before, if you're going to be doing these, oh, it's always worth having a look for them, uh, yes. especially if you're doing a like a road trip or something. Rather, it's a good way to not just sit in your hotel room planning the next day or night, which is what we often do, but to, to break it up a bit and just head out and do some crazy stuff. It's really yeah. good fun. There you go. Andrew Barker from YouTube, he said, uh, we come in peace, which is this one here. It's a really great one, uh, fun, with some really great views. Uh, see, the, that, that's a good night, sort of night case I haven't done. I mean, that shows the views there. Yeah. It doesn't have to be spooky, doesn't it? Like a view over a beautiful city or uh, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, just see the lights in the city below. That's great. Yeah, yeah so it takes you on a nice walk. It's not dangerous. It takes you on an adventure. Yeah. Well, the glowworms, we did a glowworm one in New Zealand. I don't know oh, if really? it was a night case, but uh, it was certainly dark and... Is this the one that um, Ozfox is talking about, the glowworms? I don't know. It was in New Zealand. Julie might remember it more. She, we, she, we did it. I did it with Julie and Smitten Granny. We might have even gotten it in the daytime. Sometimes you do, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have time. Just yeah. I'll fit it all in. Yeah. Okay. Let me get back to the the New South Wales one that you started talking about earlier, which was the Black Ops. That looks like a that's a that's a difficulty for terrain for the hardcore night caches. I mean, you know you're in trouble when the uh, cache owner's name is Skull Racing. Yeah, got to solve the puzzle before you head out. Okay. Lots of warnings. Sounds like a fun one. So it looks like a yeah a pretty. It doesn't look like a too tricky puzzle there. So that's a bit worrying because sometimes you get all the puzzles when you're actually out there in the dark trying to solve things. Yes. It's got a hike. 
night cage, torch. Is that Braille? I think it's Morse. Is it Morse? Good. All right, there is a solution checker. Wow. There is a solution checker. Might have to add that one to our list. Get it solved and ready to, if we ever get a chance to do it. Only eight people have solved that puzzle correctly. Yeah. So it might be trickier than we're thinking, That's right? Just it's, like it. it's probably got a few layers, I'd say. But yeah. it sounds like fun. Oh, that's just northeast of Albury. Well, I mean, there's only eight people have got the checker right, but there's been a 96 found logs. I think that we've looked at this one. I don't I don't know if we've done anything more than just look at it, though. Right, okay. Go, hmm, yeah, we'll think about that one later. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Put that on a uh, bookmark list. But Albury's nearly just, just about local for us when we can travel, so for us yeah. Canberrans, Canberrans. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Put it in the group to be sold. <laughs> Alrighty, chat room. Is there any other good ones that we've missed? Does the budgie chirp at night? <laughs> GC8FPQ5 is another good one in Tassie. Night cache with a chirp. Okay, so that's a bit different. Yeah. A, um, a GPS unit that uh, picks up the chirps. My friend's got one of those, but um, I don't have it. I've just got to... I've never got the chirp to work. <laughs> they're a little bit tricky to get going. Yeah, if they work, they, they're good. When they work, they're great, but um, you got I don't get out with my GPS so much anymore, so... And the phones I don't do. chirp. Yeah, we uh, use the phones so much. It's... Uh, yeah. There we go, Heather. South Australia, she reckons. Heart of Darkness. Is that one that was done that people that attended Millicent recently did, do you, Heather? Have to put that on the list because we're determined to get back to Millicent one way or yeah. another. Border Busters again. <laughs> Border Busters. <laughs> oh, there's a, here's a good one in Wangaratta. So Chook and Chunk, another must do, which we have done, CSI in Wangaratta. Uh -huh. Does he have a GC code for that? Chuck it in the chat. People will be interested. One near Millicent, Andrew did at the Mega. My tunnel caches are not okay at any time of day. <laughs> if you're claustrophobic, it might be a bit spooky. Yes, well, but, I mean, not, we're talking about spooky caches. There is all those urban tunnel caches around the place and yeah, their torches and spiders and knee-deep in goodness knows what sort of water. They're always fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get your tetanus shot before you go in. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Julie. She reckons annex patch. That's at the start of the what is it? The extreme tunnel of terror. It's a case in Canberra. Tunnel of terror. You go. You got three urban stormwater drains for, right. for at least seven hundred, eight hundred meters each. A multi. It's very good. Hey, John's here. The Baxters. Welcome, GSW. Thanks for joining us. I know you guys have been flat chat lately, so thank you for taking the time. Yes, I'll be both going through the chat later because it's hard to keep up with it all and writing all these numbers down. <laughs> Put them on a list, that's right. Put them on a list. That's it. So JK Courts reckons 1905 is a great tunnel cache. I mean, everyone at home, you can be writing these down too, you know. Mm -hmm. so we will be able to travel soon and you can these on a list and keep the list and next time you go on past pull in and get it. oh yeah 
you do need night caches with sound effects, Thomas. I re that is correct. It makes, it makes the atmosphere even better. So I don't know if there's any particularly Halloween kind of themed night caches. In America, there's heaps in America, of course, but I don't, I don't know what we get around here. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of tricky to... It is something, it is a theme or a, a, an event that seems to be happening more and more in Australia now, though. Lots of people having Halloween parties and yeah, Halloween thing. Well, I mean, you and I, we were discussing earlier that, you know, we, we didn't really grow up with Halloween. It wasn't really a thing that we celebrated. So, you know, we're sort of playing catch up on the whole Halloween thing. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew's come back. The code for Heart of Darkness, GC7ZD. B9N. Heart of Darkness. I'm just going out for a Heart of Darkness, dear. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> if I make it. Oh, here you go. It looks like you've been chucked under. Some people like to make normal caches. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lisa found the hard way to do one of my recent caches. It, it doesn't okay. really involve a tunnel. So this is yours, is it? Yeah, this is one of my caches, and she she found it with, by entering a tunnel. Okay. Just, Wasn't by design, but she found <laughs> the tunnel went that way. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, sounds like it made you a little bit harder for yourself. Or easier. A lot of people have had trouble with that one. Oh, okay. There we Just go. go in the tunnel and be done with it, you know. <laughs> Just race through. Race through. There we go. Chuck and Chunk come back. CSI crime scene investigator, night shift. GC8WV7K, and that's brilliant. You need a UV torch. It took us about three hours, wow. and they've just released CSI Level 2. Oh. Level 2 is GC94CDQ. Where did he say that was um, located? Where are those ones? Are they Sydney, did he say? Oh, Wangaratta. Oh, Wangaratta. Well, even better. Put that into our program for January. Uh, Julie, I'm going to ignore the panic patch one. <laughs> During the Tunnel of Terror. What we got here? Lockie, 612. GC5P8Y7 is in Ballarat. is incredible. It's a really old school style built tunnel to none of this generic six foot reinforced concrete pipe stack. Oh, that does sound a bit scary. <laughs> Yeah, they get spooky when they're old, don't they? You can feel the history in some of these places. You're never quite sure if they're going to hang on or if now is the time they're going to break. Here you go. Here's another old rail tunnel. GCCA6, so that is an oldie. Dark side of the moon. Quite a few of us did that one when we did the Wollongong Mega. Yeah. Oh, here's and another one from Grub Fred. Thanks, Grub Fred. This one's uh, near me. So if you went to the Morissette Mega, it was Martinsville's Pioneer Cemetery, which is a night cache. Mm -hmm. uh, it's GC7DXEY, uh, and that one is out in Martinsville, which is just west of Morissette. Seems like there was hundreds of us out there that night or walking around the cemetery. It's always better in a group in the cemetery. You always feel weird when you're by yourself. Here's one for the kids. Thanks, Sandy. A good night cache for the kids is Nighty Night is not far from Millicent as well. That one's GC8MJCJ. That's near Millicent in the Millicent area. Or for tired caches that don't want to go stomping around. 
after doing Millicent caches all day. Oh, let's just do a simple night cache. Nice, simple, short walk, one for the children. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, Riblet. Um, daylight was a good tunnel. Give us the um, GC code for that one, Riblet. Melissa reckons uh, JK Courts, whilst I have braved the dark side of the moon, I think I took a chunk out of Fitzy's shirt from grabbing a hold of it. Tunnels are just terrible. Don't seem to have a problem with ladders, but tunnels seem to be your undoing. All right, Riblet, get us that uh, GC code and I'll pop that up on the screen for daylight. That put, add that to the list. Look at this, we're compiling a list of night caches for everybody. While you're doing that, I will share this. So if you go on GeoStuff website, let me just share my screen. I was looking for some Halloween-themed things for this time of the year. I found this, Zombie Santa Travel Tag. Oh, cool. <laughs> I thought this was good because Christmas is coming. If you order it now, you'll get it. Christmas. Yeah, it looks, like, looks like my husband. Like that Christmas Day. In the morning <laughs> with no coffee or? After too many beers, Christmas Eve. <laughs> no, sorry, Graham. Dobbing him in there. And then the other one I found on the GS Stuff website. And one no, show. Cool. I love the zombies. I don't know what it is about zombies, but I really love zombies. Very popular. Yeah, so they're on the GS Stuff website if you want to jump online, grab those from uh, the shop. While you're picking up your fire attacks. Yeah, they've got fire attacks on there as well. Any who are not familiar with fire attacks, this is the night caching fire tax. So these are the little pins uh, that you stick into the tree. They're little triangles and they can also be squares. And they come in a little container with foam so you can stick them into the container and, and not stab yourself. <laughs> and uh, you just put the push them into trees uh, along a trail, uh, usually at eye height, usually best stick them at eye height. And then you just need a torch or a headlamp, a pretty good one. And they reflect off of these silver or orange. I've seen orange ones. There's blue ones too sometimes. Yeah. I think the advantage with fire attacks is sometimes that they're less obvious than like a big reflector strip or something. Yeah, that's right. So I hope they don't get as muggled as much. Yeah. And that's sort of what you look for during the night. I mean, you're getting like 32 tacks. You get 16 of the triangles, 16 of the square. Come in a container and you just got to find a trail. You've got to find an yeah. ideal trail. Sheridan from Queen. Yes, get them ready for the mega. So here are some uh, night caches and some tunnels mm. by the look of it for the townsville. So we've got GC6NEB2. Are you ready for the dark? May not be, uh, but you might want to be. Uh, GC230ZJ, bring a torch is a disused military bunker oh, be pretty atmospheric don't you think yeah. and then we've got gc8g52b kawabunga dude and that is a tunnel under the city thank you for that sheridan appreciate that so yeah if you're going up to the townsville mega then, uh yeah keep an eye out for that one yeah. all right thank you for that all right, well, I think that is pretty much all of the Halloween-themed and night caches that we were going to discuss there. Was there any other stories you wanted to share with us, Kitty? Uh, I think we've, 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 we've talked night caches, yep. We I don't have anything more. 
I think we've got a good bunch there, so you can go back and get the GC codes and really fill out a list uh, as you travel around, you know, uh, keep an alert out for those. And, and some good ideas for um, building your own night cache too, you know. You yeah. can make this hard or as easy as you like to do. So if you would like to join us on the podcast, please reach out. You can send me an email on geocachingdownunder at gmail.com. We are going to move on now to the photo comp and let's go and see who the winner is. Photos. Photos. Let's see some geocaching photos. So the calendar photo comp of the month winner is. So this is the winner here. This is Sterling Range in Western Australia. So this one was submitted by Chris Gore. The GC code for this one was GC56TVG. So that's GC56TVG. And that cache is called WA Explorers Peak of Success. This photo was taken at the Sterling Ranges in Western Australia. This is a difficulty five and a terrain five. So looking at that picture, I can see why I need the hiking shoes for that one. So to get to that one first, you need to solve a puzzle and then you need to trek some serious heights, as you can tell by that picture. It does look like a fantastic adventure, though. So if you're ever in the Sterling Range, I think it's probably worthwhile looking that one up. So thanks, Chris. Thanks for submitting that cash. Appreciate it. So for everyone else, keep your uh, photos coming in. We have the October photo comp up and running at the moment. So you just need to go to Facebook, look for this picture here that is pinned to the top of the page. Uh, so it shouldn't be too hard for you to find. All you need to do is submit your photo in the comments. You need to be the owner of the photo or have permission from the owner of the photo so that you can submit that. Uh, and... Uh, we will be picking a winner each month based on the number of likes on each picture. So that uh, previous month, uh, that was the most liked picture from that month. And the same again, all the winners will be compiled towards the end of this year, as in I'm doing it now. <laughs> and I'll be making a GDU calendar. So that'll be available uh, late this year. If you've got any questions, as I say, anything topics you'd like discussed please get in contact with me you can do that via the email address or via socials just reach out uh, geocaching down under at gmail.com now i'm going to get on to the most exciting part which i think everyone waits for which is the prizes so get ready fast fingers uh, and we will draw some prizes <laughs> There you go, a little bit creepy for everyone. But thanks for joining us tonight for the show. Hopefully this has entertained you for just over an hour now. Uh, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate your support. Uh, we have a prize draw. Thanks to the lovely folks at geostuff.com.au. So this month, two people are going to win a $25 geostuff.com.au gift card. Plus they're going to get a Happy Halloween travel bug from GeoStuff as well. So you get a $25 gift card that you can use online or in store and you get a travel bug as well. So two people will be winning a gift card and a TV. I'm going to throw over to you, Kitty. Now we have a couple of questions here for people to answer. So Kitty, if you would like to ask the first question, 
right. we'll see who wins. Right, first question. Halloween origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of what? Got a winner must have been by about a second. I'm going to give that one to Julie. I can see that you put a typo in, but I'm going to give that to Julie because Julie, Julie was first. So there is Julie. Congratulations, Julie. <laughs> it was, in fact, Sowen. That was uh, the uh, original Celtic festival. There you go. So congratulations, Julie. Excellent. Good luck, everybody. We're going to do that again. Same thing, $25 gift card and a TB. So take it away, Kitty, with the next question. All right. Uh, what was Halloween known as directly before it became Halloween? to me like there it is sheridan got in first good job sheridan all the way up in queensland <laughs> congratulations sheridan you have got the travel bug and the geostuff.com.au $25 gift card coming your way so thank you very much everyone for playing that is awesome Congratulations, Julie and Sheridan. You have got those on the way to you. I will get those out to you as soon as I can. Now, I've also got a special GDU prize. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to put this on socials. So for those of you who are sticking around to the bitter end, good job. This is a little candy hamper that I put together. So it's full, a little Halloween bucket there for you. Filled with candy, absolutely full of chocolate and candy, all the way to the brim. It's overflowing. And I'll also chuck in there some GDU things as well. So I've got a few little GDU trinkets uh, around the house here. So I will also throw them in with the parcel, but this is for the GDU hamper. So hopefully everyone was paying attention to the beginning of the show and uh, remembers their numbers well. So I want the first person to answer correctly. I want to know... How many night geocaches are there in Australia? So I did mention this at the beginning of the show. Hopefully you were paying attention or maybe you just know it off the top of your head. It's uh, something you're interested in. But I want to know how many active geocaches or night geocaches are there in Australia? Okay, so congratulations, Elizabeth. You were the first person with the correct answer. <laughs> it is, in fact, 181 night caches in Australia. So I will be in contact with you, Elizabeth. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you liked tonight's show. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Join us on our socials. Don't forget to write in with your stories. Uh, if you've got any stories or questions, please send them in. You can contact me via socials or email me on geocachingdownunder at gmail.com. 
quickly get a shout out to our sponsors, Laney at LK Consulting Group. Thank you for the marketing mentoring program. Thank you for the awesome idea for the show tonight. That was wicked, uh, pun intended. Geostuff.com.au, thank you for your monthly surprises and support. Appreciated. You guys are awesome. So thank you very much. Also, big shout out to my mum who covers some of the cost of the program. So thank you very much. Now we're going to move on to our next section. Do you like this show? Support us on Patreon. Do it. Do it now. So listen to the crazy German man and you can support us on our Patreon. So these are our Patreons here. See, Michelle, Kitty Catch, thank you very much. I really appreciate all your help. Green Cordial, uh, we've also got Kingfisher AU, Snappy Tomcats, who is in the chat room tonight. Thank you for joining us. Julie, she's also in the chat room. Thank you. Aaron Archer, he is around there somewhere. Captain Roberman, Kim Jarmas, DTY, thank you for joining us tonight. I believe you've got champagne and Chinese. How lucky are you? Wollaston and Banch, he is in the chat room too. Thank you for joining us. And Jamie. Thank you to our Patreons. Couldn't do this show without you. Really appreciate it. We've got some big plans for next year as well. We're just working out. So thank you for all your support. Really appreciate that. So thank you, everyone, for being here live. Uh, Thank you to the replay viewers and listeners. Really appreciate it. Massive thank you to Kitty. Thank you for being on the show tonight and helping me with this spooky thing. Show, I don't think I could have done this without you. I would have been too scared. (laughs) <laughs> that's right Ozfox. thank you very much all right so um i will be editing this podcast and putting it on uh the podcast apps such as spotify podbean and stitcher so that will be available after the weekend when i get around to editing uh we are going to be coming back in november so you can keep an eye out for that that will be the 9th of november so uh, thank you all very much for joining us this evening and I uh, hope you have a good night. I hope you all have a happy Halloween and stay safe, have fun, don't eat too much candy, you know, maybe just one bucket full. <laughs> oh, dear. So thank you, everyone. Have a great Halloween and have a night and thank you very much, Kitty. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sarian. We loved having you here tonight. Come back for some more fun on the 9th of November. <laughs>